are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahaman Nation. I will be your host, uh, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to you, the listener, and hopefully to Jill. Hello! Yay! <laughs> and I also want to thank her very much. She has now been, we're, we were talking about this before the show, I'm pretty sure she's been with me for a year now, and I truly am grateful. Oh, <laughs> for. Too. It's been great. I've loved it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually got from, you know, one of our three listeners, no, no, I'm sure there's more than three, maybe four, but... Um, made a comment that she really appreciated your comments and your input in the show. I actually heard that uh, in an email yesterday. So there you go. Lovely. Yeah. So on today's show, um, Jill pointed out to me when, because we kind of at the end of the show last week, we were like, oh, what are we going to talk about this week? And, um, you know, (laughs) she realized that it's an anniversary, not a pretty anniversary, but definitely an anniversary. And given the tumultuous times that we are in now, uh, what happened 20 years ago in New York City um, riveted all of us. I know I was, for myself personally, I came back from an hour of Zen meditation back to the hotel, or not hotel, the uh, apartment building that I was managing and Tuesdays was the day that I always phoned to New Jersey because that's who owned the building was a company in New Jersey and um, I phoned before I'd actually even seen anything on the television and needless to say the folks in that building could see the towers and they were toast they were yeah I guess yeah Yeah, just basically toast so where were you and when I was, at, I was at home. I yeah. was at home. I think a friend phoned and said, you know, look at your TV or something. And, right. And I had, I actually had TV at the time. Yeah. Yeah. My husband, he was truck driving. This was before I joined him. And uh, he got stuck at the border coming up from California. He would have been bringing up produce. And he got stuck for like eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, and he said the atmosphere was not pleasant. Yeah. Well, no, and I, you know, I mean, that really did mark the beginning of a huge shift in yes. terms of restrictions on our... Yes, the know, whole homeland security and... Security and, you know, this yeah. obsession with security and, you know, it's sort of amped up more and more and more. Yeah, since then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's relevant for that too, I think. Yeah. So what we plan today is we're going to go back and um, look at, because of uh, this, you know, dude from the 7th century in um, Hellenistic times, uh, he, you know, just figured that solar revolutions is what they called them then. We call them solar returns now, was um, a definite go-to. And, of course, astrologers... I mean, they did have personal clients, but lots of times they were uh, astrologers to court people, you know, like whoever was emperor, king, or whatever. And, yeah, you know, that long, yeah, that, that, for a long time, they, they had court astrologers. Yeah. But 
individuals didn't. I mean, in India, they probably did, but yeah, in, in Western astrology, it wasn't something that was applied to you. You know, the average. Yeah, the average person, no. And and you were under a great deal of pressure because if they didn't like or it didn't come true, uh, you know, you could literally lose your life doing this work. You know, yes, so, I think a few astrologers lost their heads, so yes, to speak. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. Anyway, so we're going to pivot back because... Um, for me, this uh, the looking at uh, a solar revolution from Abu Mashar's point of view has very been very striking. And these charts that we're about to look at today um, are, yeah, they sort of bear out his premise that these can be quite useful. Now, the other piece that goes with uh, solar revolutions, solar returns, are what's called annual perfections. Now, normally, an astrologer will have a chart of annual perfections that goes up to 100 years. I mean, not many people make it past that. So so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to create a graph that goes up because 9-11 happened in the 225th year of the USA. And so to come up with that, I created the graph, which is fortunately we have things like Excel spreadsheets, which make that kind of stuff fairly simple to do. And so yeah. it turns out that in 2001, the U.S. was in a 10th house perfection. And so that's kind of the backdrop. We're going to look at the solar return for 2001, which would have happened in July. And... Um, using the focal as, um, or at least from an annual perfection point of view, you would use Mercury, which is the ruler of their 10th house, using the Sibley chart, and that's the one we're going to use. Um, it's not the only chart for the U.S., but... Um, most commonly I'll, used. Yeah, it's the most commonly used one. Okay, so, and to back that up, I'm also just going to briefly run through, because it, this is called mundane astrology, and so the planets have a slightly different meaning to them, along with the, the places or houses, and so I'm just going to briefly run those through. So the sun in, in a mundane chart is, you know, the president or chief of staff, or it isn't necessarily the government machinations, in other words, all the people that work for government, but it's the people at the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Queen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. In the olden days, it just would have been kings and queens. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Okay. So the moon is the people. That's the general population. Mercury is where the people will focus their attention. And in this being a 10th house perfection ruled by Mercury, hmm, What's our position out there in the world, right? That this would have been a year, irregardless of 9-11 happening, that would have had people, the general population, focusing there. And Venus is pretty prominent. It is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Venus, uh, besides being the arts, it's also peace and diplomacy. Mars um, is the military, but it's also related to terrorist attacks. It's incendiary. Incendi that word, okay. What's uh, that? Incendiary. Incendiary. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a hot energy. And, yes. and also 
also any kind of movement. So, you know, yes. movements because yeah. it, anger creates movement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of what it's meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Jupiter is um, its religion, it's the judicial. Du, du, I got something wrong with my pronunciation. Judiciary? Uh-huh. There. Judiciary, yes. Thank you. National inquests, which I thought, hmm, that was interesting. Um, and Saturn, of course, is public sorrow or can be also things like life-threatening epidemics. Okay. Uranus, explosions, political tension. And this kind of struck me as interesting. Uranus in some mundane circles is considered right-wing politics, whereas Neptune is considered left-wing politics. Yeah, I don't think we need to get into that. Yeah, that's yeah. Anyway, but Neptune is also secret plots. Okay. Um, Paul, uh, Pluto, which does figure quite prominently, uh, as you will see, uh, it's political underground, great wealth and power and violence. And then, of course, Chiron also is figuring prominently in these charts, and it's about wounds and the ability to heal from them. Okay, so your first house is the State of the Union. It's basically the country as a whole. Uh, the second house is national assets, wealth. Uh, third is all means of travel and your neighbors, which, you know, 9-11 and Canada played, it did this amazing little thing for them. Okay, mm-hmm. the fourth house is the land, the actual physical place. Uh, fifth house is ambassadors as well as the arts. Sixth house, public health and public institutions. So this is all of the machinations of the government, sixth house. Yeah, Plus, so the organization. Yeah, the yeah. business type of organization yeah. of yeah exactly seventh house foreign affairs friends and open enemies Uh yes eighth house death and debt related to foreign countries uh ninth can be airplanes (laughs) besides being science and ideals and you know sort of the philosophical backdrop foreign travel that as well okay tenth national reputation 11th is allies in this context. Uh, 12th, hidden enemies of your creation. Yeah. Okay. So let us, and let me share my happy screen for those who, oops, we actually have to pull it up, my dear. Okay. So we're going to start by looking at, not that chart. Okay, we're going to start by looking at the chart of the country and just kind of yeah. going, going through some of the salient points. Okay, so there we go, that one, and share screen. Oh, share, there we go. Oh, did I lose everything? No, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and that's not the right chart. No, that isn't the right chart. Is that the right? Oh, yes, it is. There's the ascendant, yeah. So in the Sibley chart, I'll just list it off for the folks that are listening. We have 12 degrees Sag rising, um, and we're using the Placidus house system for Jill. Um, We have Pluto in the second in Capricorn, along with the south node, which is in Aquarius. We have the moon right on the third house cusp in Aquarius as well. Uh, we have Aries. So Pisces is intercepted, which is kind of interesting given this particular way of looking at it. Um, 
we have Mars, or sorry, Aries on the fourth house cusp with Chiron there. Uh, we have Uranus in uh, Gemini in the sixth house. We have Mars, Venus, Jupiter, and the Sun. They're all in the seventh house. Um, and, uh, you know, Venus, Jupiter, and the Sun, of course, their July 4th is their birthday, uh, is in Cancer. Mars is in Gemini. We've got Mercury in Cancer with the North Node. Uh, in the 8th house, we have Neptune intercepted in Virgo in the ninth. We have Saturn uh, in Libra in the 10th. Now, both Saturn and Jupiter are exalted. In other words, they're in positions that they love to be in, in terms of the signs. Yeah. So that's where we start with. So the promise that chart reveals right from the day one um, you know, you look at how sort of busy the seventh house of open enemies is. <laughs> well, yes. yeah. And Mars in there, you know, provoking, really. Yes, Mars provoking. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Uranus is very close to the seventh house. Cusp, oh, so yeah. Yeah. It's and very much influencing that seventh yeah. house. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I mean, the reputation of the states, of course, was sad rising. And particularly with Jupiter next to Venus and the Sun, it's seen as this great shining land of opportunity and oh, you know, yeah. wide, wide open spaces and, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, truth, justice in the American way, kind of. Yep. Which, and, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, the ideal that they have set up for themselves um, in order to walk that road and not create enemies, um, is and still was and still is a road that um you know they attempt to walk down and we all have our own opinions about how successful they have been at that well uh, and neptune is the nearest thing to their midheaven really yes yeah and, and so it, it's sort of there's an ideal there but not a lot of yeah yeah <laughs> And that Neptune is going to turn out to be quite prominent. So when I look at this chart and I set it to whole signs, of course, we do get both Uranus and Mars in the seventh house of open enemies. But we also get Venus, Jupiter, Sun, Mercury, all in the eighth house. Yeah, um, yeah and that yeah, that makes sense, too. Because yeah, and, and it's very much a, a, a country that is... It's kind of based on corporations. <laughs> well, know? exactly, and other people's money, right? Yeah. Like that. that so between the – and so in whole signs, Pluto would, would also be in the second house. Um, yeah. And so the tension between, you know, what's mine, second house, and what's somebody else's, it's like um, – for me, I get this impression that they don't always recognize that the other countries that they get involved in aren't them. You know, it's, it's, and I can remember, you know, over the years of being in tourist spots in Canada and having Americans look at our money like, oh, oh yeah. what's this? You know, and it's like, you don't get you're in a foreign country, do you? No. Yeah. 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 No. But you often, I mean, that is the reputation of 
you know, the stereotypical American. Yes. Is they go somewhere and they expect to, to give them the same food and the same accommodations and that they would have yeah. back home. Because, yeah. you know, why isn't this as good as what I expect it to be kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think, yeah, they, they create a... I think that one of the interesting aspects in the chart is a very close square between that Mars in the seventh and Neptune in the ninth. Yes, yes. Because, you know, it is that kind of the ideal doesn't quite fit with that Mars energy in the seventh. Of, no, no. <laughs> I, got, I got this spear poking out at you, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm always on, I mean, it's a, it, that's a very defensive position for Mars. Yes, it is. Yeah, being in yeah. the seventh, it, it would much prefer to be on the other side of the chart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and basically, it's um, a kind of attack before they can attack me, you know, because yes. I'm expecting yeah. it. And and part of that's, I think, all that Cancerian energy. Yep. And you know, that, um, that, that, that hard shell of the crab wanting to protect itself. Yep. Because, you know, and so there's this feeling of vulnerability i think with all that cancerian energy mm -hmm. even though you know they don't get attacked they're always attacking other people <laughs> it's like come on you know so it's it's an interesting chart in that yeah. respect you know that that weight of planets in that sector of the chart is quite telling i think uh, and also i think in your system with so much energy in the eighth house i mean We've still we've already got Mercury opposite Pluto in yeah. in the it really is based a uh, country based on on debt for, yes yeah for and being not in only debt for relationships with other people but yeah. other countries but within the country you know yes. I mean that's the basis for all the banking I mean not just in the U S but that's what banking is based on it's creating debt so that they make more money <laughs> exactly exactly so, and i think yeah. too that um to your point a few minutes ago that chiron in aries right it's also speaking to that vulnerability of that mars and gemini yeah yeah well the other thing i think was again well, yeah with with uh, chiron in the fourth house and that cancerian energy i think there's this the deep wound. Um, it's uh, cancers. I often find are, they're like they can be like the orphans of the zodiac, you know. And and this, the U.S. cut strings with its mama. Uh, it did, and mama would be cancer. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and the moon is that rebel child, right? Uh, well, moon exactly. in Aquarius. But, but uh, they lost their mommy, you know. And so <laughs> I think they feel like. They don't have the protection of their mommy, you know, in a sense, psychologically. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, for a country. And I think that's part of that wound because that Chiron in this in the uh, fourth house is squaring, yeah, you know, Sun Mercury. Yes, it is. It definitely squares. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so now we're going to you know sort of take this forward. So imagine being an astrologer who was doing Abu Mashar's method uh, 20 years ago, and you're coming up to July, and you're going, oh, I wonder what their new solar return chart is going to look like. So we are going to pull that up, and I will just describe it to the folks that are listening. 
So interestingly, so the, the natal chart for the states has Sag rising. This has Gemini rising. So it's almost like we're flipping over. We're putting all those open enemies right on the ascendant. Okay, so we have Gemini rising. We have uh, Saturn is very close to that ascendant. We also have, very interestingly, because natally we had Mercury and Jupiter in the same sign. Uh, and here in this solar return, we have Mercury conjunct Jupiter again. But Jupiter is Jupiter and Saturn are not as happy in a in a night chart and this is so the sun returned to its exact degree early in the morning uh 252 by the looks of it and so this is a night chart making jupiter and saturn uh saturn will be the malefic of this uh, not of the sect in favor jupiter is not as benefic and he's in his fall because he's opposite sag then we have the sun, of course, which will be in Cancer. It's now in the second house. And later that day, there was a full moon eclipse. And eclipses oh. have always been thought to be yeah. Um, yeah, dramatic in a person's chart, in obviously in a nation's chart. And this spans second eighth which I mean yeah. already the the alarm bells would have been going off to an astrologer yeah. who would have looked at this then yeah. we go all the way around to the seventh house and oh joy look what we've got here we've got Pluto we've got Mars in a close conjunction we've got Chiron um, is also there and it's all yeah. opposing all that Gemini stuff I mean it's bizarre how this just speaks to it. And then... You also have Neptune right at the midtown. Exactly, exactly. So for the people for that year, they're in the 8th house. Oh, and what is the 8th house about? Oh, it can be about death and taxes and debt. And, but it, and it's in its position in the eclipse, it's close to the south node. Now, south node is considered contraction right so that does not bode well for people um, well it's more yeah. restrictions right yeah, yeah more restrictions um yeah and not a lot of help for um uh, you know people that are are dying you know it's yeah and then of course as jill has pointed out we've got neptune right on the midheaven so yeah. their reputation their idea about their reputation is gonna dissolve yeah there's also the issue with Neptune of not, uh, things can be uh, kind of nebulous and unclear and yeah, information can be distorted and yes, yes, yeah, so yeah. And, and I remember one of the stunning comments that was made uh, in you know the the days afterwards was from a woman out in Pennsylvania where the one plane was brought down uh, and. She said into the, you know, to the guy holding the mic, she says, I don't understand why people hate us. And I thought, well, <laughs> there's your answer, you know, is they get, you know, even in their school system, they're completely myopic. They don't take, they don't study foreign affairs. They don't study other countries. They barely know that there are other countries out there. And well, there's also an assumption always that any disasters of somebody attacked us. I mean, the Oklahoma City bombing, you know, that was 
we were told it was terrorists, you know, from some other country, and it wasn't. It no, was, it was local. It was homegrown. People unhappy in their own country. Hello, there are people who aren't happy in your own country. <laughs> yes. But we don't hear about that. It's always those guys that are there, they're the problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this chart uh, would have been ominous. Uh, would it have said something about airplanes? That part um, can can maybe be fleshed out of the whole Gemini rising piece, but um, and also well, the fact that it's Aquarius on the midheaven, which is technology. Well, we also have, yeah, the, the Gemini to me um, is also like what was hit twin towers what was taken down yes. twin towers so you know gemini is the sign of the twins hello yes uh, it is it is yeah yeah and that mercury i'm just struck by the fact that the ruler of the natal ascendant is conjunct the ruler of the annual perfection for that year which was mercury uh and a 10th house perfection so whatever was going to happen that year it was going to involve that Neptune on the midheaven, because that is the 10th house of this chart. Uh, and it was going to be big, because Mercury is with Jupiter. Jupiter does not do small things. Jupiter does Mercury is also things. directly opposite Chiron. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a wounding. Uh, it could have been a healing, but <laughs> it turned out not. Okay, so now let's put the two of these together, and it's just... A bit shocking. Okay, so the next chart that has been pulled up on the screen has the natal uh, positions of the Sibley chart on the inside wheel and overlaid is the solar return. And so, you know, I mean, the, the solar return chart itself was pretty focused. And, of course, this just, um, you know, the... Uh, state of the union having mars uh and pluto you know like within degrees of the ascendant and so i went back and i looked at what was the precursor for pluto on the ascendant and let me just pull up my notes here because i did make some notes about this uh do so where are we here okay so pluto um made his oh okay come on honey where did you put them oh here we go okay so 2000 the year 2000 which was pretty exciting for everyone right we were turning into a, a new millennium we had all that y2k yes yeah yeah um. Uh, and uh, so that was the year where there were the direct aspects so January April and November of 2000 but it's stationed at 12 degrees and 32 minutes. So uh, the Sibley chart gives it 12 and 21. So to when a, when a planet actually stations on a sensitive point, it just intensifies things. And so yeah. that happened on August the 23rd. And, you know, so after that point, because then, then Pluto started to move forward again, then you get the results of that um, literally two-year phenomena of Pluto going over their ascendant. 
Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the there's a really strong emphasis emphasis on Uranian energy in this chart. As yes, it's very close to the moon there and yep. transit, and Saturn sitting pretty much right on the natal Uranus. So. Yes, yeah, and also we got Mercury activating Mars. So yes, like it's yeah, a lot yeah, of, they a lot of and and. <laughs> yes, what Abu Mashar said is, um, you know, like when you're studying a solar revolution chart, he said you you look at where are the echoes from the natal promise, right? And you know, as we've talked about, with uh, the emphasis on the seventh house and um, partnerships and open enemies, and you know, we're having that emphasis again and with similar planets involved uh yeah it's and mercury is very prominent which is the uh, annual perfection uh planet and so aspects that it makes are the ones that count and so and mercury is quite fast so the fact that on that very day we had mercury conjoining mars yeah like and squaring Neptune. And squaring Neptune, exactly. Like, we will dissolve something here. We will attack. Yeah, it's, and yeah, Saturn to the, the natal Uranus. It's um, kind of classic. Although I can remember, uh, I don't remember any astrologer actually talking about the solar return chart. Uh, because I think the prominence of it has only been recent, like maybe in the last 10 years, mm. uh, with the decoding of some of these Hellenistic texts. That uh, yeah, the moon, the moon is actually opposing that stellium of uh, Venus, Jupiter, Sun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's also, it's also in conjunct, like transiting moon and transiting Saturn are in conjunct each other so not seeing each other and yeah exactly what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's not clear what's going on yeah exactly and yeah the the level of confusion and shock and which is and so to me it's also interesting that here we have another pivotal point in human history and who are the two main players saturn uranus in this chart who are some of the main players. I mean, this has basically both of the, the malefics and the two more, well, and all of the challenging outer planets are strongly indicated in this chart. But again, Saturn-Uranus, that will break structures. Well, Mars, Mars the, the transiting Mars is also basically conjunct Pluto. So. Yeah. And so I went and I looked back. Pluto and Chiron, actually. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I followed that. I used that dynamic feature in Solar Fire. And basically Mars and Chiron tracked together starting in uh, when Mars stationed. And I do have. Okay, so transiting Mars first went over the Ascendant. Uh, let's see now, where is that piece? Because I did look that up. Okay, it was back in March, I think. And it was like all on these, these things were happening on the 11th of the month, which was just kind of bizarre to me. 
Um, so it went back and it, um, it retrograded and stationed. I thought I'd written this out. Where the heck did I write? Oh, here it is. Okay, so uh, Mars was on the ascendant March 11th of 2001. Then it stationed retrograde on May the 11th at 29 Sag. So it almost left Sagittarius, but didn't quite. Uh, yeah. So then it, um, like it, it stationed after, obviously, the solar return chart. And then it caught up to Chiron. And it pretty much tracks with Chiron for most of the remaining year, which I thought oh. was interesting. The other thing that was happening is we were getting a Jupiter, they were getting a Jupiter return. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that yeah. was conjoined with... Like, so when the actual return happened of Jupiter, uh, the North Node was also exactly conjunct. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other interesting feature of this chart is Chiron in the first house transiting mm -hmm. is, is opposite the transiting Mercury in the seventh. Both are squaring Neptune. Yes. But Chiron is also in conjunct the natal Mercury. So yes. again, it's pointing out that mercurial energy <laughs> yeah totally and yeah. and i know like for instance um since i've started tracking my own annual perfections like i'm in a mars year and an eighth house perfection and so eighth house issues are come have come up uh i've had people pass away i've been dealing with uh other people's resources in moving a friend of mine you know it's and it's interesting to watch, because Mars moves fairly quickly, and you know, so unless, I've, unless it's been retrograde. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad that um, I was in a Venus perfection last year and not a Mars perfection last year, because Mars did station on my ascendant on your descendant, uh, but it wasn't the annual perfection; it was right. Venus's. And so, you know, it was actually kind of anticlimactic. Uh, but, you know, these are new techniques for me to track. Uh, but I am noticing that on days when Mars is very active, that I can be a little testy. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, my Mars is in the seventh house, you know. I can create more enemies. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. So we've also done a chart of the actual event, okay, and we based this chart on uh, that moment when the first tower was struck by a plane, and so that was 8.46 a.m., New York, New York, and lo and behold, who is sitting right on the ascendant? We have Mercury in Libra conjunct the ascendant, like within minutes. Yep. Um, we have the sun, which is in Virgo. It's in the 11th house, which is interesting because, um, you know, the government called on all sorts of people and especially on neighbors, which is the third house. And so Mars is opposite the moon, although, um, no, that's right, too. Yeah, no, the moon is in Gemini and Mars is in, in uh, Capricorn. Yeah, the, moon, the moon had just, yeah, yeah, what hasn't caught up to that opposition with yeah. Mars. And, but it's interesting because, you know, all of the 
diversions that happened with uh, airplanes and stuff, right? You know, that's third, ninth house. Um, so in this chart, we have Pluto, of course, is in Sag. Uh, in the second house, we have Neptune in the fourth. Uh, we have Uranus in the fifth. We have Saturn in Gemini in the ninth, along with the moon, north node, and Jupiter is very close to the midheaven. Uh, and so obviously yeah. what was happening for the people is up at the top of the chart there, right? And, and Mercury is in a grand trine with uh, Saturn and Uranus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the whole um, how to make sense of this started to run in huge loops. Yeah. Huge loops. Yeah, and, and also with with Neptune in the sense that it's um, hitting, I guess, kind of the midpoint between Neptune Uranus and Uranus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that so, would be. So the, the, it's almost exactly trining Saturn, but then it's pulling in both Uranus and Neptune into that grand trine, which is yeah. interesting energy combination with those other planets. Yeah, because when you have a grand trine, things can sort of go on autopilot without um, any real question uh, being well, tossed yeah, into I mean, it. I mean, there's been a lot of questions raised since the event. Um, and um, Mercury, you know, when Neptune's involved, you got to ask questions. And, and Mer Neptune's in the fourth house where people are being inundated with the information yes like flooded <laughs> yeah. with information but you know they're not nobody's questioning it because they're in shock yes exactly so, you know yeah. the questions have certainly come up in the in the intervening years many many questions yes but um at the time it was just bam you know the yeah explosiveness of Uranus and then the flood of information through the media from Neptune. So, yeah. Yeah, that's all kind of interesting stuff. It is. So, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Mars is conjunct south node too. Yeah, which is constriction in travel, which there was. I mean, uh, the only other time we've seen this kind of quiet skies was last year when all the travel got grounded, right? So there is some echoes um, and again, you know, it's that Saturn Uranus. Whenever they team up, things things are going to shift. <laughs> but the other aspect that Saturn has is to the opposition to Pluto. Yes, yeah, and that's huge. And that was back in the day. That's what astrologers focused on was that Saturn Pluto opposition. And it is it is important to that particular event. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're looking at this chart superimposed on the, the uh, U.S. natal chart. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't think I did up on the website. I didn't. I didn't. I think what I did was a... Oh, no. Okay. So this is... No. This is... Did I repeat something here? What's that? I did, too. I repeated... What is this? Solar return, September the 11th. Oh, no, this is, okay, so this is this, this is the solar year's. return for the event. Yeah, yes. for the event. So this, this is what's today. happening today. Exactly. We have moon opposite Uranus. We have the sun is on the 
cusp of the second house, we have a Leo rising, which kind of fits for, you know, these types of anniversaries. Well, Sun is also opposing Neptune. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that moon Uranus is not speaking to, you know, they're having, like, there's still a lot of trauma out oh, there. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, well, trauma that Uranus probably wants to. by what's been going on in the last year and a half, two yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, there will be echoes of that, definitely. And, and Mercury opposite to Chiron as well. Yes, and this is in its chart. Okay, so if we take the event and we do an annual perfection with it, it is in a ninth house perfection of its original chart. So ninth house was Gemini. It was Mercury again. Yep. Yep. And Saturn in the original chart was in that ninth house. So there's like, Saturn con confines things, and Mercury, it would be confining information. So the fact that in the return chart for this year, Uranus has a chance to kind of break things open. That could be, a, and I've got a helicopter, which I hope doesn't. Yeah, Mer Mercury's actually in conjunct Mar uh, Uranus. Exactly, yeah. So maybe there won't be anything majorly revealed, although the wounding up here in the eighth house with that Neptune opposite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's still smoke screens, literally. Yes, a lot of stuff to, a lot of questions that need to be asked. Asked and, and answered. Actually answered. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. But it's interesting how close Mercury is to the Mercury in the original. Exactly. So now what I've got up on the screen is the original events plus today's solar return for that event. And as Jill just pointed out, Mercury is within a degree of the original Mercury, which was on the ascendant of the original chart. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that is kind of. I don't know. It, it it's strange. It's interesting timing for sure. It is totally, totally. Yes. And we've got a um, you know a south node that um, uh, is close to that Pluto, I guess. But it's backing up and going the other way. So, but what, the, the big one it, here what? is Saturn conjunct the original Neptune. That's what I was just going to point out. Yeah. yeah. That's that's maybe some answers will have to come out because you know we need some substance here to the uh, stuff that's in the shadows <laughs> so exactly exactly yeah, yeah I, I think yeah because you know the people who the people who were affected by it yes. want answers. they want to know what really happened exactly and, exactly and what they were told doesn't fit for them so they, they deserve to be heard and, and at least be able to ask the questions and have somebody listen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I Jupiter and Jupiter's um, not far off that uh, Uranus in the original one. Too. Exactly. Exactly. And Mars, of course, is in the hidden house uh, from the original event. Uh, yeah. 
and it's ruled by that mercury so it it there is stuff that that is being hung on to data information Mars yeah and Virgo. And, and, yeah. and there's some frustration at wanting to get at that <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> we want in that closet we want to see what you're hiding in there <laughs> yes and and it also too if you look uh, that venus in scorpio in whole signs that would be the second house opposite um you know that mc which is in the eighth house uh, by by sign not by aspect but that mercury or venus in scorpio um yeah it's in in relationship it it demands the truth right um and it can also tell when it's a lie and it well, does that not so much from information but just from the gut and she's moving to square that um neptune in the in yep. the, uh, in the event and saturn where it is now so that it's like yeah me come on guys um yeah the other thing with mars in the 12th you've got the 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 moon in the original oh yes yeah and it's squaring that, that. Mars is exactly squaring that moon. that's right yeah people want to know what happened yeah they want the details not the glossed over as as with the jfk assassination the questions have only grown and grown and grown exactly the, yeah and, and the story if you look at it closely doesn't make sense yes <laughs> yes <laughs> like, yeah so, uh, given these kinds of questions, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll back to the original chart and we go, okay, so how forthcoming, is this the original chart? No. Here no, we go. it was further down. Here we go. Here's the natal chart. For oh, the natal chart. Yeah. yeah. And so, what is it about this original inception chart um, and so in whole signs, I can see it a little clearer, but, you know, I'm sure you'll be able to see it as well. So that Neptune in whole signs puts um, Neptune on the 10th. Okay, so, you know, we've got a ruling class, uh, Capricorn, or Virgo, pardon me, up on the 10th. And they've got, they're holding the, the reins to all of the data, like the minutia oh, yeah. of information. Yeah. And putting all that cancer in the eighth house, it's like, and with Pluto opposite originally, there's this power dynamic that has to do with the government holding all the debt, holding onto all the cards. Uh, and... In the eighth house, this is that, you know, that I'm going to protect what it is that I'm holding that is yours, right? It's, ah, well, that's yeah, a difficult that, combination. And the U.S., you know, was, you know, it came about when banking was new and, and that whole system of, you know, debt debt financing kind of stuff yes was was in you know that's what it's based on right yeah and so in a sense it it's very corporate based it, just yeah. from inception and that's what we're seeing here and i think that's with pluto return coming up this <laughs> already um, <laughs> yes 
you know, it's like, no, 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 this isn't working for us. We don't want to be a, we don't want to be a corporation. We want to, we want it to be a country. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So but you can that. see the seeds of how that got started with that Pluto oh, yeah, yeah, opposite, yeah, sure. all that cancer stuff. And, and cancer being yeah. the government, they're going to cling to that. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's a fundamental wound. That is the fundamental wound. That is Chiron squaring those two. Yes. All that cancer stuff. And yep. opposing Saturn, which is, you know, yep. also very corporate yep. oriented. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and, and see, in whole signs, that Saturn with the MC is now in the 11th house. And so they have been able to draw upon their allies, 11th house, right, to build structures that extend their their debt and their holdings and their resources oh, sure. around no, the world. There's increasingly become corporate, like... Yeah, multinationals. Corporations around the world. It, 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 yeah, a, multinationals. You know, that, and that was sort of just beginning at the, when the U.S. was born. Yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, it, it, yeah, the seeds are definitely there. And, and, you know, it was the land of opportunity because very much it was, oh, we can, we got resources there. And we got, yes. you know, <laughs> so money can be made. <laughs> yeah. And, and their ethos, their, their sort of prime moving way of looking at the world um was it it's been about the i okay oh. and you know so it's interesting because that moon in aquarius is is very de- telling of the description of that um uh rebel spirit that um you know i'm gonna do it my way kind of thing well yeah the people yeah. themselves see themselves that way yeah. But the country itself does, and I've often said that with the, you know, it being such a Cancerian nation, having the moon in Aquarius, that's a very schizoid kind of thing. If you're exactly <laughs> if it was the a, government, if actually, it was a person, that's a hard energy to reconcile because they're exactly. so. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's that's interesting in terms of the whole corporate thing is, the U.S. has not. Uh, been such a its colonialism has been through corporations rather exactly. than planting its flag necessarily exactly yeah, well, and if it does plant its flag it doesn't say anything like you no, know like that, Jamaica for instance they still don't acknowledge that it should be a member state no you know and they've got other holdings that are just like that yeah and the wars that they tend to start often are involved you know do involve resources you know oh it's like, it, it, totally we 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 yeah. want the resources we're gonna we can you know we're gonna call you a bad country because we actually want to get in there <laughs> take the resources you've got in the name of democracy of course of course of course <laughs> but that's part of that neptunian thing right yeah and the the sort of the um uh, one of the things that I that I thought also uh, in a whole signs with Sag uh, on the angles with the mutable signs on the angles, the sixth house is ruled by Venus and it's Taurus, and so that Venus Jupiter, the the idea of controlling resources, well, why wouldn't I? And and the I is still very 
crucial to a cancer in the sense that I have to protect myself. So Uh I am going to, uh, you know, build up the necessary manpower, whether that's the industrial complex devoted towards maintaining my security, Mars, right? (laughs) And and also the whole healthcare system, uh, their for-profit model, right? It's Taurus, sixth house, Venus conjunct Jupiter. I think the other thing with that uh, Venus, Jupiter, sun in, in cancer there, is this projection of the image of we're the good guys, we're going to oh, come and yeah. help you, right? Yeah. Let us take care of you, kind of thing. You yeah. know, which but meanwhile, not- that Venus Jupiter is looking at the sixth house, and it is cancer going, and we want your resources. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 No, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not exactly what it appears to be, which is what you'd kind of expect with Neptune right on Midhouse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The the fairy dust, yeah. Well, it's the, kind of like a Hollywood image, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We, the, the U.S. doesn't have royalty, but they do in the sense of that Hollywood elite kind oh, yes. of structure, yeah. and, and that's very much part of the ethos of the, the whole country. Is exactly, that, yeah. That, yeah. And the yet image. the people image. themselves are kind of off by themselves at the bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 What about <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, but it's interesting to look at the event chart and the solar return for the event on the, on this chart. On too. this chart. And I, I apologize, folks. I did not put those three together. I should have but I didn't. So do you have that there in front of you by any remote chance? We have... I think I can pull it up on my iPad. Excellent, excellent. I think... Yeah. Easy. (laughs) You could actually, if it's... No, it's not on the computer that you're on Zoom with, is it? Because you could share, right? If it was. Oh, okay. Um, let me just see if I can. Yeah, let me just set it up so that you can share. We should have been doing this all along. Yeah, yeah well, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> see, we're still learning. <laughs> and, oh. and just so that folks know, we're actually going to attempt to do a pre-taped show for next weekend. I'm actually taking a little bit of a holiday. And so it'll be a canned show for next week. And what we're going to be starting back in with is our How to Read Your Own Horoscope series. And uh, so this piece is going to be about the generic timetable that is built into everybody's chart. Um, And we will spend particular attention on the Saturn piece of it, but we will talk in the beginning about all the different return charts because basically the cycles. Yeah, yeah. the cycles. Yeah. So how do I how do I share this? Okay, see there's a green button at the bottom. Uh not when I'm in my Okay, so just leave that image up. Go down okay. to the bottom of your screen and pull up zoom again. But don't close the one you're looking at. Just can you get a toolbar across the bottom that shows Zoom? Yeah. Uh, okay. There you go. Oh. oh. Go. 
god, I can do this. Yes, you can. Yes, let me just get the, uh, the yeah. boat. Oh, how exciting is that? <laughs> so this is this is the bywheel with the natal chart for the U.S. And you might note that Pluto is pretty much bang on the ascent there. Yes, yeah. Okay, so it's not coming up for the folks to see. Um, okay, so now that you know how to share... Oh, oh, we're probably going to run out of time. Anyway, I will yeah. I will teach you the next piece of this before the next show. <laughs> now that you know that you can do it, and I love your background. That is, she's got this blazing sky, sunny sky in the background. But just, okay, so read off the salient details from what you can see. Okay, well, uh, um, we have the sun. Uh, very close to the natal Neptune in the U.S. chart, which right. we talked about a minute ago. So that sets off some questions in my brain right away. You have Mercury, of course, which is on the Ascendant, but that's right on the U.S. Saturn at yes. 14 degrees. They are all at 14 degrees Libra. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's interesting. While the... Uh, transiting Saturn at the time was on the descendant for yes. the U.S. So yeah. opposite Pluto, right? Yeah. And Pluto's with, you know, not yeah. even. And and I would say that the, the Sun-Neptune piece is probably the most disturbing just because of the lack of clarity about exactly what happened. Yeah. And, and that, also, also Neptune, transiting Neptune, is conjunct the U.S. South Node. Yes. Yeah. And South Nodes, uh, North Nodes expand things. So if it was on the North Node, we would have more access, but South Node is contraction, less yes. access. And so it's... Yeah. it's uh, Covering the tracks almost with yeah, yeah. So there's fog. A lot of questions here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are. There are. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we are down to less than a minute now. Okay, well. Okay, so as I was saying, folks, uh, we will be doing a show canned, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> it's been over <laughs> a year since I've tried to do a canned show, but we'll give it a good old college try. Um, and it will be about uh, the cycles. And so in the yeah. meantime, thank you, Jill, for joining. Thank you, listener, for joining. Yeah. And uh, a reminder that you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community a Radio Station. Uh, be well, take care, try to find your vaccine card if you've got one um, to get it out there and available so that we can all return back to normal. The Powell